We want to shine the light on those who are, you know, very talented. Shine the light. Shine the light. Because now we are in the time where you need to build an education, sport education. We should be able to identify some of these talents and then we groom them. Well, that was a great one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been enjoyable. This is amazing. I hope that it would inspire many people. That's what we try to do with the podcast. Hello and welcome to In The Game. In The Game is Qatar's first sports podcast we're very proud of. Um, and we've got today a very, very special guest. And I'm going to let you, Akil, please introduce yourself and tell us who you are. So firstly, hi everyone. And uh, my name is Akhilesh Reddy. So I'm the CMD of RPPL, which is my passion project, the motorsport company. And I'm also a director in uh, MEIL, which is the infrastructure company, which is based out of India. It's it's incredible what what you're doing because the parts of those companies it's quite a big company. Yeah, so we are doing good uh, with the infrastructure. So uh, we build all sorts of uh, infrastructure infrastructural requirements. You say uh, the power plants, roads, dams, so whichever is oil rigs. <laughs> That's the other vertical which we do. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just a few. Yeah. You're, you're a, a massive entrepreneur, a massive entrepreneur, but we're on a sports podcast today and it's the love of sports. Okay. When did this journey begin for you and tell us more about that passion? Well, the love for the motorsport has always been since the childhood and uh, you know how tough it is in India to pursue in order to get into the motorsports and make it as a career. So I had my uh, fair trials to, in order to get into that, but uh, never really succeeded. And uh, in 2019, I have come across an opportunity to uh, fit myself with the motorsports. And since then, I have started the journey in the motorsports and then uh, have come up with a couple of ideas how to bring the motorsport into the country. And then immediately the second thought came into my mind is to develop anything irrespective of whether it's a sport or business or anything the first primary thing that you require and you need is the ecosystem so you have to build the ecosystem so in order we have uh, we in the sense the rppl we have planned we have thought and we have put our brains across and we have uh, made lots of plans and then we created a standardized format in order to create the ecosystem for the motorsport and and let's put this into perspective. Um, the, your main sport in India is cricket. Football is very small. Motor sports must be even smaller. Yes, what you said is right. So this is what you said is right with the generation who are now 30 and above. But if you take uh, the Gen Z kids who are... 18 and below and in fact you can even say that uh, the kids who are now 21 22 years and below their first preference is football and the second preference is formula one the third preference comes to the cricket so the transition is already been started in india and the youngsters are much more interested towards the other sports 
rather than just being sticking to the cricket, which is a good thing. But let's talk about your experiences when you talk about motorsport. I see this light come on in your eyes, and you said it was a very young age. What was it that, that made you, th what was that sport? As in, what was it that you were watching that you went, this is going to change my life forever? So the first sport I watched was, of, of course, it was Formula One. And since a kid, I was always passionate about the cars and the speed, especially. And the first uh, race I saw was Formula One because to getting a chance to watch the Formula One itself is a big thing in India in those days, back in 90s, early 90s. And um, you can't even think about watching a Le Mans at that point of time. And now, if you see the change now, you have lots of uh, platforms to see the Formula One. And in fact, you have channels to see the Le Mans as well. Yeah. And the reason I said there has been transition in the young age kids is because I know a couple of my friends whose kids now, who are like 14 and 15 years old, they stay awake till 2 or 2.30 a.m. in the night to watch the U.S. Grand Prix. And they really don't, I mean, like they really don't feel like watching cricket, even if it is happening in the daytime. So this shows clear transition amongst the youngsters. And, and when you were, who was the highlights for you? Who was the drivers that, that you looked up and said, those are the ones? <laughs> well, it was uh, Schumacher. And then after Schumacher, of course, it's Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton, he's, he, he, he started his, because uh, he lives in Stevenage. I was telling you earlier, Stevenage yes. is a close place to Biggles Wade, where we, we're, we were always cheering uh, Lewis Hamilton on. It was a, a huge, it's huge for us and he's done so well, but now he's getting beaten by Red Bull in Verstappen. No, see, end of the day, that's the sport. And that's why you call it as a sportsman spirit. You be the same and you act cool. And especially the way Lewis Hamilton handles the things, whether he wins or not, is what make me like him more. Because end of the day, it's a sport and you can't just win all the time. But yeah. you always give your 100% without losing the faith in it. So that's what makes you a perfect sportsman. In saying this love for the sport, and people are looking at it and saying, come on, what are you? you've got this love for this motorsport. When was the realization that you were very successful, and I say very successful in business, to then look up and say, I'm going to take this a little bit further. I'm going to create a legacy where I'm going to be able to kind of, um, I'm going to be making a real difference for this in, in my country. Well, this thought has come up because uh, when you see the Formula One grid, I mean, like there has been uh, one or two drivers uh, in the past from India. But as of now, if you see the Formula One grid, it is like almost, it's like there has never been a driver from India and also from the Middle East. And I personally feel that the current situation towards the motorsport, it's the same in Middle East and in India. So that's why um, I initially started in India with the name of Indian Racing League. And then I changed the format and then now it is called Indian Racing Festive. This is our second season. And uh, we did from the RPPL, we did the India's first street circuit last year, November. And after that, immediately in this year, Feb, the Formula E World Championship happened on the same street circuit. Oh, wow. Which says that the world is looking up. And this year, in December, we are doing a street circuit night race in India. 
So that's going to be uh, India's first night race on a street circuit and also it's going to be the lengthy longest street circuit of India which is 3.8 kilometers. I, it's like and I, again I'm I'm trying to think about trying to set this up in 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 my country in your country in India. The love of cricket is is huge and I'm going to go back to that. And all of a sudden you're a successful businessman and you're saying I'm going to bring this this motor racing to India. How many people told you that you were crazy and you just wouldn't be able to do that? Well, to be frank with you, starting my family members, friends and everybody still say that I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and especially when I told them that I feel that it's it's the same with the Middle East as well. Because I sincerely feel that India and Middle East got a lot of potential and a lot of talented youngsters and lot of energy towards the motorsport but the only thing that has been missing is the platform and if we create the platform there are lots of youngsters who definitely wants to get into the motorsport and along with that when i say motorsport is not just about the drivers but it is also about developing the engineers developing the mechanics as well by getting them trained through the experienced and professional people who have worked in various platforms in the motorsport say starting from the formula 1 till the euro cup or the french f4 or whatever it is whoever is professionally experienced in the racing side so from my side for my bit i'm trying to get the youngsters like the automobile engineers in the india so i'm trying to get them trained by the professionals for free of cost as a as a scholarship for five weekends and in the same way i'm trying to get the mechanics also trained by the MP Motorsports mechanics who are from Netherlands and MP Motorsports has been the uh, 2022 Formula 2 champions and this year they have been the Formula 3 international champions so slowly i'm trying to create the ecosystem and i want to do the same with the middle east as well because you find the drivers from across the world in the formula 1 grid why not a driver from india and middle east when we have so much potential and so much energy in the youngsters over here So what is that lacking? It's just the platform. If we create the platform, we have a lot of talent over here, and eventually, which is going to also open the doors for lots, lots of employment. You say in the engineering side and the mechanical side. I, I, I was just going to say that myself, and then you've got the. It's, it's a whole ecosystem, right? Yes. Because I was thinking about how that that transpires into what you need, because from a business perspective. all the engineers all the mechanics all those people that are involved in this this massive um this massive uh sport there somebody has to pay for this exactly somebody has to put their hand into some very deep pockets and come out with that but it's a, it's going to be a, a whole industry that is going to thrive in india because i i could see this without shadow of it if it catches on which it is already it's going to go all over india and i'm with the population of india it's going to be one of the biggest sports no i mean like to give you a small example the last year in in 2021 22 sorry 22 when i did the first street circuit in hyderabad so everybody was like okay so you are a bigger entrepreneur you have a big company over there so that's the reason you got the permissions and all from the government but they said who's going to watch this race who would watch this firstly and secondly they said is this going to sustain 
who's going to support you in the future. But for my surprise, the first year's viewership was, I mean, like excluding the Insta live feed and YouTube live feed only on the Star Sports, which was telecasted on Star Sports 2 last year in India. So the viewership was 3.6 million. And for my surprise, the other thing was, so last year I finished the Hyderabad race and this year, the, the circuit where I'm doing the night race, the state, that state government is the India's first straight government who's investing money on a street circuit for a motorsport. Unbelievable. And they are investing across almost around, uh, you can say that uh, 6 million to 7 million, which is a great thing, which is at least a starting initiation from the government side to show that people do see this and there is definitely interest on this. I, I, I'm sitting here with you. I've met you. I, we had a, a tea downstairs. I see this nice guy that's running a multi-billion dollar company. He's got this love affair with motorsports. You're trying to change the people's perception of it in a huge hunt country. How do you sleep at night? Do you get much sleep? I try to. <laughs> I, but you must be so busy. And I, I want to talk about those, those, um, those experiences where, where you've, you've got this, this uh, motor circuit street, um, the, the night circuit race that's coming. Um, the very first one, let me take you, try to take you back to that experience. You've got every moving part that's happening. You've got to get the, make sure all the cars are ready, the teams are ready, the, the, the mechanics are ready. Everybody's got their accommodation. I know that you're not having a hand in all of this, but these are all prob problems, potential problems that you're going to be having. What was it like the couple of weeks before the race and what was it like after? Well... Uh it's always been for me like sailing in two boats because I got to concentrate on the main business where I earn the money. And then this is the love affair, as you have mentioned, where I got to spend the money. But the amount of stress and the amount of things you got to do a couple of weeks before the race is something that makes you so busy. Even you don't get time to think about yourselves sometimes. And uh, you forget to take a leak. So this is how you have to process. But once the race is done, for a couple of months, you, will, you feel that you're so jobless because there's nothing much to do. And um, you just have to work on the calendar and then you have to work on a couple of other things which have to come. I mean, like the um, ecosystem maintaining, which I told you, as I told you, then the karting championship and then going to colleges in each city, six to seven cities, and then making an interview. So that is all set up. And all the teams are like already, they have an experience of this year. So they will go, eventually they'll go, they'll do what they have to do. But coming to the race weekend again. So for that, there's going to be a seven to eight months gap. So these six, seven months, you feel a little jobless because you sail only in single boat where you earn the money. But you are lacking a little bit of on the, on the spending part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but motorsport is one bomb that... You spend everything <laughs> in a week. Oh, my word. I don't, I, I, I kind of, I'm trying to get from you and I'm, I'm seeing it in your eyes and, and, and I hope it's coming through. But your love for this, but the love is, is kind of, some people could say it could go into craziness. Yeah. 
because of the money that we're talking. Let's talk about your your expansion. So you've just you've opened up a business, and one of the reasons you're here is that you've opened up a business in Qatar. Yes. Yes. And and your tell us about that. What is that for? So I have opened a company in Qatar, especially for the motorsports. So. As I already mentioned, that I see the similar circumstances, or you can say that um, I can see the similar background uh, both in India and in the Middle East for the motorsport. So I thought I would it would be better if we start a training academy in Qatar to start with for the motorsport, and then try and think about some league which can come up in Qatar as well, just yeah. like how I'm doing in India because I have a handful experience. And you can say, I think I'm the only one as of now who, a private entity who's investing on two street circuits. I think so. I'm not sure, but most probably 90%, I would say that I think I'm the only one in the world who's spending, a private entity who's spending on two street circuits. Unbelievable. And um, so with that experience, with that exposure, as I know what could possibly go wrong when you're doing things like this, and how to make get this into a positive note and how to get people get attracted to this because for most of the people the motorsport knowledge is less in both regions and they uh, probably feel that okay one guy gets in the car he drives that's it that's the race but the fact is that racing is a team sport yeah you need everybody's support in that and it's not about some lazy guy getting in the car it's the most fittest athlete getting in the car yeah. So I want to create the awareness to the people and I want to show them like the intensity of the motorsport, how intense it is and what kind of adrenaline rush you get when you watch it physically. I mean, like standing at the track. So to in order to create all this, the best platform is the street circuit. Because you take the sport to the doorstep and let the general audience see it. Because yeah. all the tracks, you find the permanent tracks, out of the city somewhere, minimum of 20 miles or 30 miles. And people who are really interested in the motorsport, they would travel so far for the sport, but not for the general public. Yeah. But when you when you take the sport to the doorstep, at least out of the curiosity, people would come and watch it. And once they watch, once they experience the fun over there at the track, the adrenaline rush they get, they would definitely get addicted to the sport. I, I, do you know something? Normally I've got a control podcast where I've, I've, I know the nice smoothness I want to try, but okay. there's things that are just coming into my mind. Just with the types of things, the safety, the security, the, the kind of where did you get all this experience from? And I'm, I'm taking you in a big mess right now. We were talking about Qatar. I do apologize. But I, I, I find this all very fascinating to have... The one question that I want to, and we'll come back to Qatar right afterwards, is who was that one person that, that saw that dream in, and, and supported you and give you that, that, that kind of boost to say, you can do this? I would say myself. Really? Yeah. There was, you went out there thinking, no, I'm going to do this. Yes. Because I firmly believe there has always been success out of the madness. All that you've got to do is believe in yourself. Is that as simple as that? It is, I guess. Because uh, the main business which we do is a family business. So I got into the family business. They already do a lot of business. 
the you and then i have come up with a couple of ideas where i had to include the new verticals into it so at that point of time uh, basically family was not really happy because they were like we are doing good and whatever is going on it's going on so why don't you just cope up with that and concentrate on that rather than wasting your time on the new vertical and they strongly felt that i'm chasing a wild goose and there's nothing going to get back but it took almost 4 or 5 years for me in that in that in that angle it took almost 5 years i had to fight a lot i had to spend a lot of time <laughs> but end of the day today after 10 years the verticals which i got we have a order book of 3 billion can I, can i just ask can i just ask you how much and you can tell me that i'm not going to answer that it's private how much have you invested so far in this in the racing in all of it yeah you can say around 5 uh, uh, around 50 to 55 million 52 to 55 million 52 to 55 million usd usd <laughs> are you married yes of course <laughs> have, what did your wife have, say <laughs> i have two lovely daughters <laughs> What did your wife say? Please, you can retire the money that you've invested. You could have, you you could have the, the, all our children, our grandchildren, our grand great great grandchildren. It can be um, we we can look after them for the rest of their lives. So you can say that she's the one person who have always supported me, and still she supports me. But once in a while, when she get pissed, she says <laughs> that you're going beyond the crazy. <laughs> But yeah, maximum she supports. So I would say, like for this madness of my this motorsport evolution, the only one person who's been supportive since starting is her. Well done, well done, well <laughs> done, you. And how old your daughters? Uh, the elder one is seven years. The younger one is two years. The, the seven-year-old daughter does she understand what's going on? Does she come to the races? Yeah, she do comes come to the races. She do understand, but. Unfortunately, I don't think she is much interested in that. She is more interested into the gymnastics and the golf. Oh wow! So the uh, golf, huh? yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, lucky. You'll come back in a couple of years' time saying, "Oh, we we've just built a golf." But, but lucky me, the younger one is uh, already interested in the racing. So yeah, being a girl, she um, always buy the cars and the steerings and other things, but not the Barbie. So yeah. <laughs> well done. That must be. That must be. It it sounds perfect now. It's starting to sound perfect because because. All of a sudden, you've got that that framework around you, and I think it's important. I think it is really important. Let's go back to Qatar. So you've come to Qatar. You've set this the business up, and you're planning on bringing cars from from Europe. Yes, I have. I have already bought the cars, and uh, I do have 28 cars, and they're gonna stay here in Qatar from January because right now the season is going on in India, so the cars are in India, but they're gonna get back. to Qatar because I'm going to keep those cars in Qatar itself because that's the reason I have actually planned of starting a training academy in Qatar because I already have 28 cars in hand and we can start immediately after making a proper procedural thing and by getting into the market we can actually start the training but we just have to put a team so what I was thinking is like get some really good professional driver to train the drivers maybe if possible some ex formula 1 driver or any uh, ex le mans drivers so get some of them and make them train the best drivers who comes into the academy 
At the same time, we are trying to get some engineers who have been worked previously with the Formula One teams. There are a couple of uh, aerodynamic engineers, there are a couple of uh, other mechanical engineers who have worked with the Formula One teams. So get them here and give the special uh, classes and the training classes for the engineering students who wants to get into the motorsport engineering and then get a couple of mechanics from MP Motorsports from Netherlands and then train them on the mechanical thing. So I want to make this academy for all three categories so that this will fulfill the whole ecosystem, but not just the drivers. I think that Qatar's the most, it's got the Lucel circuit. Yes. It could be absolutely perfect for for what you're planning here. Yes, yes. Um, I I wish you every success and we're going to help you as much as possible. And if they're listening to the podcast with any time for a meeting, He's, he can come over any time. Okay? Yes. The it's, car's, it's just three and a half hours flight. It, it, <laughs> I'm sure you're going to get the, the meeting. Um, now, with, with saying all of this, what have you found? You've been in Qatar for the first time yeah. today. What, what's, what's your first impression? Nice place, peaceful place. Yeah. Good place to work. You can just concentrate on your work. And yeah. You have plenty of peace over here. Because I've seen, I've seen almost uh, since yes, last night, I'm, I'm traveling around. So I have found the places quite good. I mean, like any point A to point B, anywhere, you can just travel in 40 minutes, which is the best part. And then you have quite peaceful life over here, not like really crowded or rush. So it's it's beautiful place to stay with. It's, it is a wonderful place. I think it's going to be fantastic for you, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to ask you another question now. Is it how did you gain all this experience how did you kind of what have you put together what team have you got are you have you been involved in the grand prix and all those type of things who's your your relationships that you've built with i feel doing my league itself is like doing a grand prix almost like 30 or 40 percent okay (laughs) because doing a street circuit because all the things that I have uh, bought the track material which I bought for the street circuit in Hyderabad, which I did last year. It's all the grade one material, which is obviously used for Formula One, the grade one material. So the same thing which I'm using this year for the Chennai street circuit, the night race. Again, this is also the grade one FIA spec. So yeah, last year it was quite um, a tedious job for me because it was the first year and there were like a lot of things to learn, a lot of things to do. But I made sure that each and every activity that has been done on the ground, I personally used to be there and I used to do it because I have this habit of doing if anything I'm doing for the first time, then I have a habit of standing on the ground and doing it by myself so that I learn and I know what are the negativities that's going to come, how to handle the issues and then what is the positive points that's going to come and how to cope up with the local entities, the governing bodies and everything. So end of the day, I know what I'm doing. So that in so that in later on, when people actually are not able to do, I can guide them that. No, this is not the right way. You can do it right way because yeah. I always feel that the practical knowledge is always better than the theoretical knowledge. Yeah. Now, but you're 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 very smart because the people that you're also bringing around, you've obviously got kind of relationships with drivers, some of the biggest drivers, and some people that have been instrumental in the motor motor industry, uh, not the industry, but the sport, um, and they're part of your team too. Yeah, luckily I have uh, two of my team members who have been uh, previous professional drivers, so uh, they have uh, been up to the Formula Two. 
so they are my team members they are on the board with the RPPL so they are the ones uh, who actually take care of the drivers maintaining their relation so only that part is a little bit easier for me because I don't need to deal directly okay <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do it already. Really I, I've got to be honest. I don't know how you do it already. I don't know how you keep these these plates spinning. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> because until and unless something is really messed up, I need to handle. But basically, the initial relationship, those two guys, they maintain and they are quite good in that. So because they themselves have been the professional drivers, so they know the driver's mentality. So I left it to them so that they can handle it better than yeah. me. Yeah, very good. And and it's like with this, you've got a race coming up very soon. Yes, it's just a month away. Getting the tingles already? Getting nervous? Yes, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Because it's going to be a night race for the first time, so yeah. Night race for the first time. And and how many, what what do you think, the, is, it, is it receiving some good kind of publicity already? Uh, the major fear is it's receiving too much of publicity. So I really can't take chance on anything. So I have to be like 100% sure on the track. Everything goes well. So that's making me even more worse and nervous. I, th I think that also I want to look, talk to people about the opportunities that you've still got with your racing teams because you've got multiple racing teams and they're still looking yes. for sponsors. Yes. And India's a, a, a huge population and a huge place. And if it's going this successful, there's great opportunity for sponsorship. Um, with with these teams, what what would people do to try to reach out in this this instant? No, I seriously don't know the answer for your question because uh, let it be India or any other country in the whole world, um, nobody really encourages you or approaches you until and unless you are success. So as just a baby who took birth a one year back to see the league, so it's just the second year. But I strongly believe and I strongly feel that it's going to be a lot more better for next year because we just did for one year and the first year we did only two circuits. One was the street circuit and one was the permanent circuit. And the second year itself, we have come up with the second street circuit, which is a good thing. And then on top of it, the best part is you're getting the support from the local government and we are getting the support from the local authorities in the, uh, for the night race in the street. And there have been a couple of people who are approaching to buy the teams and all which is good, but in respect to keeping all this aside, these are coming in a slow form and in bits and pieces. But the real pace will start when this grows big. And I firmly believe that this year after the night race, people will actually see the potential of the sport. And, and the people that's purchasing these teams, they're quite high, high profile. Yes, but as I already told you, everybody needs a proof that this is success. That's that's basic. I mean, like nobody would be interested to uh, invest on a startup or nobody would be interested to invest out of doubt until and unless you are mad or crazy like me. So <laughs> you need to see the success. So once they see the success, then definitely they will come up on the board and they would be definitely much more interested to be on board in a much more larger way. And I think that's not far away. It's just going to be another year or two. That's it. It's going to be a massive, massive industry, a massive sport. It's, yes. Without a shadow of a doubt, it's going to be huge. And with just the way that, and, and you are sports fanatics. So it's only a moment of moment of time. Yes, exactly. That this is going to be... No, this is going to be good because after the news of the Chennai circuit, I already got a call from the other state 
that the state government is going to help out and we need to do a race over there also in the streets so yeah wow what's the biggest um there must be some things is, is there a moment that you look at it and say it was all worth it was there has there been one moment you've gone i know i've done it right yes it was last year 22 december 10th when i did the last race of the season in the hyderabad street circuit the amount of efforts, the amount of stress I've took for one year because that was the first time we are doing and it was it was like the whole year was like quite nervous here and it was all full tensed up because we are doing for the first time and people really don't know how it's going to go and we didn't really want it to go in a negative way. But that's what everything went well. So December 10th was the like, okay, that must have been a wonderful yes. feeling, and I, I, I suppose, and I'm ju I'm seeing the type of char character you are, just to see those kids in the street watching for the first time or being experienced to that motor racing, and hearing the power of those cars because the the power and the energy is quite it, for the young kids. It's going to be quite scary, yes. but it's going to leave a, a an impactful um, memory for the rest of their lives. This must be a rewarding. Yes, it is. Um, to give you a best example for that, I mean, like, how many people can really go to Singapore and watch a night race, the Formula One GP? Yeah. But I'm creating that at their doorstep in India. Because the lack of awareness is what pushing the sport back. And the awareness comes up only when you give them the first-hand experience. And the first-hand experience comes only when they come and physically experience it. So that's what I'm trying to do. And when the kids see this, the impact they're going to get out of this would be tremendous. And lots of kids will get one goal. The kids who doesn't have a goal will get a goal. And the kids who already have a goal, the goal might change. Unbelievable, right? It's, it's just... That I, I always say about making a difference. We all got the opportunity of making a difference, but the differences you're making are quite incredible. An entrepreneur, and I'm, I'm going to bring this into but the entrepreneurial spirit you've got in the businesses that you run and, and that's bringing the money, as you said, the money in to be able to pay for these 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 crazy moments um, is quite it's quite exceptional because it it kind of sometimes we need people like you in this world. They are going to kind of give those dreams and aspirations and give people to cheer about something else and be proud about something else. I'm very proud about the drivers that we've got that represent the, the UK. Um, and you're trying to do this for not just India, but also the Middle East. And I take my hat off to you. Um, it's a, a mammoth task. I, 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 I can't believe it. I, I, I was expecting you to be a little bit kind of crazy. <laughs> but you seem a, a really down-to-earth guy and you're making these massive differences it's going to change everything from a, a motorsports perspective in india you're putting your the legacy that you're now creating is just unbelievable do you realize the power that you're 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 creating yes i do realize so the personal intention of mine and doing all this is nothing but joining my name with the sport in the history. Yeah. I just want my name to be joined with the motorsport of India at the same time if any other country it is possible because you live in history. Lots of people come and go but nobody remembers them. But getting remembered for your passion and for your love is something that really you can't 
pay or you really can't value that. Next 10 years, 10 years time, what do you think you're going to be achieving? 10 years time, I'm sure that definitely I might be a nearby or a major contender for the IPL. <laughs> so that's what my target is. But keeping aside that, uh, in 10 years time, my major target is to put one Indian female driver in the Formula 2 competing against the guys and at least one Indian driver, whoever it is, in the Formula 1. I want to see at least one Indian driver in the Formula 1 grid. That's my target. And I hope that the whole nation gets behind you on this one. I really do. I hope so. Today has been a magnificent day for me. I didn't know what to expect. I knew that I was going to meet somebody that's uh, prolific from an entrepreneurial side of things, um, that's, that's, um, that's running some huge successful businesses. But then I thought that I wanted to see how crazy you were. In so what? I still didn't tell you the craziest part. Please. <laughs> so I have made a detailed project report for the Middle East. Uh, I have already given the name for that, Formula M. So I really can't reveal all the details about the Formula M, but the detail, the report. I mean, like, I personally feel that if we get the support from the Qatar, either let it be a personal or a governing body or anybody and if we get the support and if we if we will be able to do that execute the whole detailed project which i have it's just that we need the right partner for it in qatar because it's just not i mean like it's something that it's gonna be a league which would represent the whole region the whole middle east not just one country so the formula m the governing body would lie here in Qatar and then we can create a league for the whole region and I'm 100% I'm sure that the moment we float this this will be a big thing I, I'm, I'm speechless for the first time for a long 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 time talking to people like yourself with you I'm speechless because I, I kind of I've, I've listened to your story and sometimes I, 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 I think to myself, I, I may have lied down a lot sooner and said, you know what, I can live my life. I can go do whatever I want right now. But you're not doing that. You're going out to strive into the unknown in most cases yeah. to make a difference for others. You've been a fantastic guest on the show today. Thank you. Thank I've you. been privileged to be able to get your time i know that your time I, I see your phone going crazy <laughs> i'm so privileged to be able to have spoken to you today and i do wish you every success in the future because you deserve it thank you thank you, you deserve it because w what you're doing is you're putting up and you're not shutting up you you kind of go out there and show the world what you can do you're you're a fantastic guy thank you so much for thank coming you. on the thank podcast you so much. thank you so much for having me Thank you for listening today because I hope you got so much from this. Okay, just because it, it doesn't matter. If you're going to make a difference, go and do it. Don't, don't kind of, don't listen to anybody else. Don't kind of believe what they say to you. If you strongly believe it, you don't need to back you and support you. You need to believe in yourself and do whatever you can do. And with those dreams and aspirations, you just never know what's going to happen. Okay, it's not there for just one person. It's there for everybody. 
All you've got to do is just work your socks off. Okay. Thank you very much for listening this time. And thank you so much, thank you. Akil. Thank you so much, Yeah, Steve. Thank you so much for this one. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Thank you. Thank you, everybody.